Hello and welcome back to Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So this episode is me interviewing Deanna Mims, who has her own anti-MLM channel, and we are talking all things anti-MLM. I was once a part of an MLM that was Beachbody, and I really regret once being a part of Beachbody, and Deanna was also in Beachbody. So we talk a lot about our experiences being in an MLM, how we became anti-MLM, and just exposing some of the toxic things that come out of MLMs in general. So if you are anti-MLM, then you're going to absolutely love this. So without further ado, let's get into it. Well, hello, Deanna. I'm so excited to have you on Shamelessly Unapologetic. Welcome, and how are you doing today? I am doing amazing. This is a topic I love talking about. So I feel like this is going to be a blast. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I also love being anti-MLM. And so for those who you are listening, Deanna Mims has an anti-MLM niche YouTube channel. She's absolutely hilarious. I totally recommend you check that channel out. And so (laughs) Deanna was a part of Beachbody and I was also a part of Beachbody once upon a time, as embarrassing it is to admit that. But we're kind of here to talk about all things anti-MLM from experiencing being a part of an MLM, maybe using other MLM products and not realizing what we were doing, all of the crazy shit that we put up with in Beachbody and more. So, Deanna, I'm so excited to talk about this. So I guess I'll let you go first. So how did you find yourself in Beachbody? So first I was just like scrolling through Instagram, like we all do (laughs) scrolling through social media. And there was like a post by someone and it was a very, like not really explained post, but it seemed cool, right? She was talking about the lifestyle that you see a lot in MLMs. And she was like, Oh, if you want to hear more about what I do, comment down below, like an emoji. So I commented an emoji on it and she had sent me a link to this like three day information session. So it was a long time, (laughs) three days that I went through this information session. And at the time I said, no, I was like, no, I don't want to join your MLM because at the end she was like, oh, if you want to join, let me know. But at the end is clearly when she talked about the price. She waited until the end to talk about that. And I was like, yeah, no, can't afford that right now. So I waited four months and every single month it did not fail. She would come back to me mm-hmm. in my DMs and be like, Hey Vienna, I know we talked like 30 months ago. You know, have you thought about doing this again? Right. So she had to come up to me like four times, not come up to me, but come in my DMs like four times. And then I finally was like, what do I have to lose? And I feel like that's a big thing. A lot of people say like, what do I have to lose in something like this? Like, it seems cool. It seems fun. So that's how I ended up joining (sighs) two years ago. Yeah. So two years ago. Okay. So I joined Beachbody 2015. So for me, I was actually starting to get into a health and fitness routine. I was doing workouts through some Instagram fitness influencers, doing some of their programs. And then when, once those ended, I was feeling kind of stuck. So this girl who I went to high school and middle school with, and I actually was friends with her. Um, so when she had messaged me out of the blue, I was like so excited that she reached out. It had been a while since I had talked to her, 
But little did I know, little did I know that this was just a leeway into being recruited into Beachbody. So we just had, you know, brief small talk conversation, just catching up. I was still in grad school at the time. She was an opera singer, just trying to get opera gigs. That's what she was doing along with Beachbody. And then it wasn't until maybe about a month later, she reached back out again with some random message saying, I know my message was out of the blue a month later. It was just so random, but I wanted to know if you'd be interested in doing a fitness challenge with me. I see that you've been posting a lot about how you've been working out. That's really cool. And I, you know, it sounded really fun. I thought it was gonna be like a really fun thing to just do a challenge group. I asked her, I was like, oh, are you a personal trainer now? And she goes, no, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a fitness coach. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Cool. You know, but I didn't I didn't know what Beach Body was until I actually went into grad school. Like I knew some of the workouts, but I didn't know that it was an MLM. Like I was I knew what like P90X was an insanity because I had some friends in college who were doing those workouts, but they were just doing the workouts just to do the workouts. They weren't working with like a coach or anything at the time. But yeah, so I thought, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I did the challenge group. I found out it was going to be like $140 or $160. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. if you give me two or three weeks when I get paid, I can I can do this. And it sounded fun. Sometimes they really know how to sell that shit. Like, oh, this is such a great value. You're getting a workout plan. You're getting a shake. You're getting portion containers. You're getting so yes. much for this price. And I was like, okay, yeah, not a bad deal, right? So I joined it. I did the challenge group and I thought that, you know what, the accountability group wasn't terrible. I actually got to Mm -hmm. meet some people. I gained some new Facebook friends out of it. And it was kind of cool to just, you know, share what we were eating, what kind of workouts we were doing. And then it wasn't until I guess two months into it that I, I joined as a coach. I got sucked in and I didn't I I didn't do it for as long as you did. I only lasted four months in the company, but yeah, it was just a really crazy experience. Um, Did you start out with the 21 day fix? Because that's what I started. I didn't, but I started off with 80 day obsession, which clearly 80 day obsession and 21 day fix are from the same super trainer with Beachbody. So I feel like they're very similar. They always get you in with autumn. That's like the trainer I see they get, get you in with. But I have to know about you, what got you to actually join the MLM as a distributor? Because I would love to talk about that aspect. Yeah, totally. So I think for me, I really enjoyed fitness. Like I was posting my progress and everything because grad school is a very depressing time for me. And so losing weight was kind of one thing that was keeping me happy. So a lot of people were messaging me, reaching out to me, like what I was doing and I guess I kind of saw that as an opportunity because people were kind of tooting my ego a little bit, stroking it. And I thought, you know what, maybe I could take, I could take advantage of my weight loss journey because people are coming to me about it. And I really liked fitness at the time. And I think for me, as much as I hate the company now, I will say I got to give some credit where credit is due on how Beachbody kind of helped me with my fitness journey, kind of just helped me like want to be better. But now I have like an entirely different attitude and perspective on how I feel about Beachbody. But yeah, so like, you know, I had my doubts as as well. That's one of like the typical excuses like, oh, I don't think I could do this. I'm in grad school. I have a lot on my plate type you know, I gave my excuses and I'm saying air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) My reasons. Exactly. But my coach was like, no, I really think you can do this. And, you know, I trusted her because she was somebody that I knew I was friends with. 
And I guess I kind of felt manipulated in the sense that, okay, you know what I got to do is like, I trust her. She knows what she's doing. And she's also really good at it because I think she was also a diamond level coach. So she actually was making some income with it, but you know, she got me excited. She really amped up the opportunity for me. And I thought, you know, this could be fun. I, and I think the fun that I get to share my love of fitness with people, that's kind of what got me to join. Yeah, I feel like that's a big aspect. And I see it a lot. And I remember when I was in Beachbody, they would try and get people in as a client first. That would be like the exactly. secret, the secret sauce. Like, oh, if you get someone in as a client, you are really amazing with them as a client and you check up with them all the time. You make sure they get results with the 21 day fix. That's what they would say because people want short fixes, right? In life, mm -hmm. you, you see bad diets and you see all of these things because that's what we want. Like who doesn't want to, get a six pack in three weeks in 21 days, right? So yeah. they would say give people the 21 day fix because then they'll get results real quick. They'll finish a whole program they feel accomplished. And then that'll get them going to put it in their ear about coaching. So that's something I heard a lot about just, oh, do the client thing, which is exactly why I had to ask you because I feel like that's what happened to you. Like you mm -hmm. did a program and you got all excited and you have like this new passion and they swoop you on in and it's the perfect, I mean, it's not perfect. It's manipulative, but it's the perfect yeah. way. It's the perfect formula to get someone dedicated uh, to Beachbody yeah. and to really say, oh, my success came from them. Like my fitness success is because of them. And that's where I feel like a lot of people get that in their mind too, where they yeah. think, oh, all of my success is from Beachbody programs when it's like, no, you're the one who woke up every day to do your yeah. workouts, to, you know, eat right and to make those choices. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And like, there are times where I felt guilty if I went off like the container plan, because I was sometimes just really hungry. And I really hate those fucking containers. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> you know, what's funny, I actually kept my containers because I use them as measuring cups. Because and I just write like the purple and the green cup is literally equivalent to one cup. So I don't know, they, they got I got some use out of them as just using them as like, cooking cups, <laughs> cooking measuring. Cups. I, I have, the, I have the containers still too. I have some of them and I would use it as like food storage. Like if I barely have like any food left from dinner, like maybe a yeah. small side, I would put it in it. But those containers barely hold anything. That meal plan really, that meal plan frustrates me. I never stuck to the meal plans myself. It's like, how do you fit food in containers like that your whole yeah. life? Like I do it three times a day when I want to eat nuts. I have to put nuts in a container. A little like, tiny orange nuts. container. Yes, it was so small. Like the size of a baby's palm. Like, come on, that could fit enough nuts in a baby's palm. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah, I think there's a lot of flaws with some of Beachbody's programs. So if there was one program that I could say was my most favorite, even though I still think it's a fucking terrible program to this day is body beast. So I found most of my success with body beast. Yeah. Girl. So <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay. You can tell your story first. Cause I've got one about that one. Yeah. So I am not, I'll be very honest here. I cheated. So my coach, cause you know how they want you to buy more programs. So hammer and chisel came out as I was starting my, um, my coaching, but I didn't want to do hammer and chisel. I was looking up like what the workouts entailed and it was just too much full body. And I'm the kind of person who likes doing, um, 
one muscle group at a time. So I want one day to focus on legs, one day to focus on chest and tries, one day to focus on back, focus on back and buys. You, you get it, right? So yeah. none of the, none of the beach body workouts offer that. And but and body base was like the closest thing to what I was looking for in a lifting thing because I am a weightlifter. I also compete in bikini competitions. So for me, lose the way that I wanted to lose weight was through a ton of strength training and not as much cardio. So yeah. So what I would do is I would print off the workout sheets that you could easily find online for body beast. And I would take, I would download the PDF files onto my phone and use that and reference it to my workout plan for that week. And I would just do all of the body beast stuff at the gym and I would manipulate it. So anything that was squats, it was supposed to be, you know, using like dumbbells, but I, no, fuck no. I would get the squat rack and I would just count my squats <laughs> doing that. I cheated. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, yeah, I'm doing body beast. I mean, technically I was, but I wasn't, you know, watching Sagi. I think the only time that I actually did the program is when I did the cardio portion where you had to watch Sagi. And that was like only once a week. But other than that, I was never watching Sagi to do the weightlifting part. And as far as the meal plan goes, I liked that the cup thing was not part of the meal plan. I know they've changed it, but what I've noticed about Body Beast's um, diet is that I felt like it catered more to men than women because the lowest amount of calories that it said in the book was 1,800, 1800 calories. And I'm like, oh, I'm 5'1". I, I do not need to be eating eating 1,800 calories to lose weight. That's what I need to be eating for maintenance or maybe even in a surplus. And I'm still around like 1,500 calories just reversing from a competition that I had back in September. So there's hell in no way I'm going to lose weight with 1800. So what I did is I just counted macros and I would just like, you know, eat some of the foods yeah. that was mentioned in the plan. And I calculated how much I needed to lose weight. So I think it told me like 1300. And I was like, okay, this makes much more sense. So I'll just eat body beast approved foods and just meet my macros. So that's what I did. Yeah, I feel like body beast, it even looks geared towards guys. Like if anyone wants to look up body beast, it's very much like huge brolic dudes. Like, I mean, they look like they could be doing things like steroids. I mean, they are ginormous, Yeah. but I, I definitely feel like it's geared towards that. So I didn't do body beast until like my end of beach body, I would say, because my husband kept telling me, cause I was someone who could never gain weight. I'm five, eight, so very mm -hmm. tall. And mm -hmm. I've been like 115 pounds my whole life. And that is a low number for yeah. someone of that height. So my husband was like, you're never going to gain weight doing any other program. Like you need to lift weights. So I finally listened to him. I was like, okay, I threw the nutrition out the window, like through his nutrition plan out the window. I was like, I'm not following that. I'm going to listen to myself and do more macro stuff like you did. So I did, you know, making sure I'm getting a certain amount of carbs a day, more than normal, more protein yeah. than normal. But I think there, his workouts weren't bad. Like they were very specific towards like going to the gym and doing yeah. you know different body groups a day and it's a definite program for people who weight lift so i actually was able to gain weight with that program and i had never been able to gain weight before but clearly it was probably also my nutrition so i've had a good time with that program i didn't like though how it didn't have a lot of cardio in it because i'm like a cardio gal and that mm -hmm. program did not <laughs> give yeah. me enough but it it it's is good for people who like yeah yeah, it is meant for bulking. So it's good for people who want to bulk up. 
But yeah, I just, I would cheat if I were you too. Like not buying the program and just printing off the little sheets because <laughs> you might totally as well. He had the little cheat sheets of what the workout would be instead of watching him because watching him was a drag. Like he was one of the ones I was like, oh my gosh, we're about to be here for an hour and a half doing a workout that could be done in 40 minutes. Yeah. I found him to be quite insufferable if, if I'm being honest here. But yeah, I mean, so I would say I did get a lot of success with body bees. I was able to lose weight with it. Um, and I did my own cardio. And, you know, my coach had asked me, how is body bees going? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's good. You know, I'm going to the gym. And she's like, wait, you're doing it at the gym? I don't know about you, but I think if there's one thing that I hated about Beachbody is the gym shaming. They, they act like shame it. They act like working out at home is the only way that you're going to lose weight effectively. And they just always make everything about weight loss. I think if there's one thing that just really annoys me about Beachbody is that most of their programs are for weight loss. They're really not for muscle building. I guess Body Beast technically is, could be for, for muscle bulking, but that's, only that's it. Program. That's the only program out of all 80 plus that they have. Yeah, like I didn't even like look into 80 day obsession. Um, because that that I, I left after that came out, but I was still kind of curious. Like, I'm just curious to know, are they gonna do any type of strength training programs? I just wish that Beach Body had more strength training isometric programs as opposed to compound programs where they combine a bunch of different workouts thrown together. And it's just it's a mess. I think some of the workouts can be needed. really terrible. Yeah. It's not needed to have all of these different moves, like literally go do a bicep curl. Like there's nothing wrong with just doing a bicep curl, but that's the only program. Like every time they come out with a new program, clearly being someone who is anti MLM, I look into what programs they're coming out with. And yeah. still to this day, I've always had an issue with that because I was that girl. Like I am that girl who struggles to gain weight to this day. I have to do a lot to gain weight, like, you know, weightlifting and eating a certain you know, amount of things like I have to be very certain with it. And that was the only program that helped me in the slightest. The rest, like literally I went home to my parent or my mom once. And this was like the first time I'd seen my mom in years because military, you know, we live away from them. Yeah. And she was like, she kept looking at me like, Deanna, you look so small. She's like, you look like you're sick. Like you, are you okay? Like mentally, are you doing good? And I was like, yeah, mom, I feel good. But that's when I was in that beach body mindset of like, oh, yeah, this is the perfect way to be like at home workouts, not lifting really. And I wasn't able to gain weight until I started heavy lifting, going to yeah. the gym, not just sitting at home. Like you're not going to gain weight that way. And I do think they shame the gym and they make it seem like you shouldn't go or that people should be scared to go. And I think yeah. it actually makes more women who are already nervous to go to the gym, even more yeah. scared and feel even more self-conscious of going to the gym, which is really <laughs> messed up in my opinion. Like just yeah. go to the gym. Don't feel bad about it because you need to go there. And I've even talked, my friend's a personal trainer and she does a lot of like helping people with weight loss. And she has had, oh my gosh, she'll show her beach body like photos and herself now that she's like has gym equipment. She made her own at home gym girl looks amazing like she looks yeah. amazing counting macros and you can really see the difference like look at people who leave beach body and who go and get their own results like with a program at the gym or with gym equipment 
and you can get better results. But that doesn't mean that I do deep down think that some Beachbody programs are great. Would I recommend them? Heck to the no, because you can get better results, in my opinion, elsewhere. Yeah. But some of their programs aren't bad. Like I will admit, I was able to get back on my fitness routine because at the time I had you know, lost my career. I actually had just gotten medically retired from the military for medical mm -hmm. reasons. My husband was overseas like for a whole entire year. I was by myself in Georgia. I was struggling with some mental health things and I wasn't really working out. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't doing yeah. what I needed to do for myself. So that was also something I seen in Beachbody like, oh, I can get back on my own, you know, swing of things while also helping people. But it, it did help me get started. It just didn't help me get to the results that I wanted until yeah. I was like w done with Beachbody. But it did exactly. help me get started. Yeah, exactly. Same here. It definitely helped me get started. And again, like I want to give some credit where credit is due. Because yep. I think at the time I really did like Body Beast because I liked that I had that gym flexibility. And I after I was starting to get really burnt out with Beachbody programs, you know, I talked to my upline and I said, look, is there anything else similar to Body Beast? Just because I'm getting bored and I really need weightlifting. Like I don't want to be doing all the cardio and all the jumping around the plyometrics that a lot of these programs had. And she goes, well, there's hammer and chisel. I'm like, yeah, I've tried hammer and chisel, but I didn't like it just because it's more full body. And again, I don't want to be doing full body. That's not how I, I work out. And so then what I did is I went behind my uplines back and I started doing Katie Hearn's uh, eight week challenge. Yes. Love her. I love her too. I, I even got the chance to meet her last year at the Arnold and it was great. You know, that was someone that I really looked up to in grad school and I really wanted to do one of her programs. So I tried doing both like beach body and Katie's. So what I would try to do for some cardio is I tried to do some beach body cardio based stuff and then do Katie's strength training stuff. Like I was trying to make both things work and my coach or my upline got really upset with me about that. You know, I will say my upline wasn't a bitch. Like I was very fortunate to actually have a, a decent upline. It's just the person at the top is the crazy bitch, but everyone else <laughs> below her is actually like they're decent people who I'm still friends with on Facebook and will still comment on their statuses from time to time. I avoid anything beach body related, but if it's not beach body related, I'm willing to like engage yeah. in the conversation. She was like a little disappointed. She goes, well, the thing is like, you're not being a product of the product. And the thing is like, if you're going to do beach body, you, you got to do our programs. And I said, yeah, but I'm feeling really burnt out. And, you know, she kind of guilts me to like stop doing Katie's thing. But I'm like, listen, I, I spent $200. I'm going to finish this program and then I won't purchase another one for a while um, because I, I spent money on that and I was very excited to get started. But like, look, like I'm not completely not doing beach body stuff. Like I'm still doing cardio stuff to do my cardio when at home. So I'm still being a product of the product. I'm just not going to like showcase or, you know, advertise on my Facebook because Facebook was the platform that I was using to do all my posts. I didn't really like use my Instagram that much to do beach body posts because, you know, they make you post like three times a day. So, you know, I was willing to kind of hide that. I was slimy. I, I did a ton of lying in beach body. And it really is true that people lie. And my before and after pictures was not all credit to beach body. I'm going to be yeah. honest. And it happens a lot. Like you kind of feel like you have to do it. And 
that's what sucks is we're adults, right? We're all adults. We're all making the decision to what put a before and after that maybe wasn't all about Beachbody, but we sit here and we say it was. And it's because they really make you feel the uplines make you feel like you need to do that. And like, if you don't, you're going to be shamed in front of everybody and be like the poster child for what not to do. And that's what makes people end up doing things or even lying to themselves. Like you yeah. start lying, lying to yourself being like, Oh no, so much. Oh, it's only because of each body. Like, oh, I only have my results because of each body like that. That's it. They are the ones, even though I skipped my meal plan a little bit, maybe I added some Kurt, Katie Hearn, still beach body. And you start lying to yourself and it sucks. You end up in that trap. And that's why I always talk about this whole brainwashing thing. Cause you end up being legitimately brainwashed. Like you're no longer exactly. thinking for yourself and it's sad. Exactly. Speaking of the whole brainwashing stuff. So it was back in September. I uploaded my own anti MLM video. I really wanted to share my story because you and Kimberly really inspired me to just like want to talk Aww. about um, my own anti MLM story. And I've uploaded a couple other videos just because people are like, oh, my God, please make more than me. Make more of these. Make more of these. I'm just like, <laughs> I can, but I don't want to be completely an anti MLM channel because my content is about navigating life and dating in San Francisco. That's where I currently live. So that's what my whole channel is about. But people really liked that I spoke on the topic and I said, OK, tell you what, maybe I'll do something like once every other month um, if that's going to be a good compromise. But in but in the first video that I made, that was my most successful one. I talked about how I was so brainwashed even after I left that beach body products were the way to go. I still like believed in the company even after I left coaching. And I was so brainwashed into thinking that I liked Shakeology, but really, I actually really don't like Shakeology. I will say the, the cafe latte flavor wasn't that terrible. I've out of all the flavors that I tried, but I kept telling my coach, you know, I could still maybe do Shakeology. And so this is where shit gets crazy. So my coach, <laughs> so when I left or before I left, I did do like a free challenge group where it was like for the new years where I invited people to do a challenge group for free so they could get a taste. And then I tried to recruit people to see if they wanted to actually become a real paying client. I say that in air quotes. And I was unsuccessful. So I wasted four months of my time and I didn't get a single recruit. And I realized, you know what, this, this is not for me. This is too sales focused. I liked being able to share the health journey. I, I liked that. And I really liked talking about fitness with other people and what I was doing. But when people would ask me for advice, I realized I feel really icky and wrong for telling people what they should should and should not be doing and eating and I I need I need to leave and so yeah I I left and my coach was like no don't go don't go and I was like listen like I can't afford this anymore it costs like what is it fifteen dollars a month mm -hmm. and then the discount on Shakeology isn't even worth it because if you think about it it's really just the percentage of taking out and the business fee it just all adds up. It's like, I'm still paying for it in full price. That's, that's the real tea, you guys. <laughs> Literally, Shakeology is like $130 for a client. So they'll be like, oh, sign up for the discount. Be a VIP person. But yeah. in all actuality, they don't tell you that when you sign up, you now have to pay a $15.95 business fee, which actually went just to up get the for Canadians. The discount. It actually yeah. went up. Like Canadians now have to pay like $20 or something oh, like bullshit. that. 
Yeah, and now you're like, cool, I get this discount on Shakeology for a $15 discount, but I'm paying a business fee for something I'm, I don't even care about doing. So yep. it's not worth it at all. It's a whole scam yep. in itself. Yep, and I mentioned that in my video. So after I left, my coach or my upline, whatever we want to call her, she messaged <laughs> me three or four times to come back. I don't know if this happened to you, but so after I graduated from grad school, I was unemployed and she was saying, Alana, this is a perfect time to come back. You should come back, be a coach. And I said, look, I don't want to coach. I can't, I can't rely on that as a source of income. And I'm starting to realize like, this is not a reliable source of income. But at the time I still believed in the products. It took me a very long time to unlearn unlearning like believing in the products it wasn't until 2018 where i officially became anti-mlm but yeah so she kept coming back and you know there were times where she let me um vent to her about my life because you know coaches will they love to talk about your personal problems they love to play therapist they love to use your vulnerabilities against you and that's exactly what she was doing. And I was feeling a little bit betrayed. And it's like, look, you're supposed to be my friend. You're not, don't take advantage of me. Like, please just actually be a friend to me and yeah. keep each body out of this. But she was like, Alana, like you were one hell of a coach. So many people would come to you. And I was like, yeah. But then when I told them the price, they, they bounced because it's a lot of money. And I was just not able to make a sale and to recruit people. And so she came back so many times and she said well can we at least just get you back on Shakeology and have you be a discount coach and it's like no because then I'm still a coach like that's still gonna help you in your ranks and that's another thing it's like the whole discount coach thing is um it's a myth maybe you don't have to maybe you don't have to recruit but when you sign up to be a discount coach and get discounts on the products that still counts towards someone's rank and that's the thing is people always want to talk about discount coach. But the fact is, look at Beachbody terms and conditions. Look at Beachbody's trainings, like from the actual CEO. And you will see nowhere in there where it says discount coach. This was a made up thing. Someone in Beachbody made up the term discount coach and everyone in the pyramid said genius, which it is genius. Okay. It's a smart thing. Oh, be a discount coach. You come in, you don't have to actually coach and you get a discount. Like that sounds so much better than saying, Hey, I'm using you. So you sign up as a coach so that I rank advance and you end up yeah. paying a bunch of stuff every single month. So that was a made up thing yeah. that people came up with. And I didn't even come to that realization until I was out of Beachbody. I was like, hold Same. up, this is a scam. Like discount cost, that's not even a thing. Like you can't find that anywhere. And now yeah. I've seen people say, now say VIP customer. So now they're trying to take on things that an actual business would use. So clearly if you go to, I don't know, Kohl's or something like the clothing mm -hmm. store, they may have something where you pay a fee each month and you can become like a VIP member and get specific discounts. Now Beachbody coaches with yeah, the air quotes are doing that. They're saying, oh, now we can... It's a discount coach because everyone knows about that because social media now and all the yeah. people talking out about it. We're going to call them VIP customers or yep. preferred customers. Yep. <laughs> and you don't actually know that you can mess yourself up this way. Like if you actually start earning some money and actually signing people up, you'll not have to pay taxes. And like if you earn up to more than $600, like you just 
it's a, it's a lie. It's a whole lie. And they're just getting smarter on how to lie to people because in the moment when you're in Beachbody, it doesn't sound wrong. You know, you're like, Oh, well, technically, I mean, they're getting a discount and I'll just call them a VIP customer because it's my business is what they think. But in actuality, you're just lying to them. Like if this person were to sue you, like actually sue you and like the court would look at that and be like, um, Deanna, we're in uh, Beachbody terms and conditions where you signed up as an independent contractor. Did it say that there was anything called VIP customer? Because there isn't. So people just are getting so smart. So yeah. smart. It's, it's very manipulative and, you know, they will even say, oh, you can refer people to join you. They would treat us like a referral. I'm like, nope, that is just a way to make me go enrolled. And they would say like, if you refer people, then you can even become enrolled when you do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, when you put it that way, that sounds a little bit cool, but really, again, it's just a leeway to really, um, to get you to do coaching and it's, it's sneaky. And so when I finally moved to San Francisco, you know, my upline, she was so happy for me. She's like, well, now that you have a job and everything, you have money, let's get you back on Shakeology. And I kept saying no. And then finally, I sadly gave in and did the discount coaching. And I was, I wanted to fucking punch myself. And (laughs) I was like, because I kept telling myself I like Shakeology, but in reality, I really don't like Shakeology. I kept lying to this poor girl, telling her that I like Shakeology just because I didn't want to disappoint her because she was my friend. And then it wasn't until later on, and I made a whole nother new anti-MLM video about this, but you know, I, this is when it wasn't until early 2017 where I was sitting out doing a bikini competition. And I was telling her that, and she goes, well, there's no need for you to hire coaches like bikini coaches are intense and expensive. And while she's not wrong, it is expensive to hire a bikini competition coach. Prep doesn't have to be intense depending on where you are in your goals. So she literally had no idea what she was talking about. And she was saying, Alana, Beachbody has their own bikini competitions and I'll just wait until I get into all this. And so she was like, Autumn was a bikini competitor. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to get into all of this because I made a whole video about it, but I'll give you the short version in a second. So she says, you can use these programs to get the same bodies as those women who compete in bikini competitions. And I said, no, I I pushed back and I said, no, you really don't know what you're talking about. You cannot change my diet for me. Like the thing with beach body programs is that, They don't change your diet as you go along. When you compete, your macros, depending on what your goals are, because not everyone has to lose weight when they compete. Some people need to gain more muscle. They're already at like a really good weight, but they need to build more. And then Mm -hmm. they're, I mean, yes, I need to lose weight because I'm a thick bitch who gains weight easily. But I, but it's like at the same time, beach body meal plans cannot be manipulated and I'm not going to do that for me because like the lowest is 1200 calories. And sometimes I had to go under that and I don't encourage anyone to follow a competition diet to lose weight at all. This is a very rigid thing that's only meant for a short term effect, but I had to tell her that. And I said, listen, I don't want to do that. And so now here's the thing where I made a whole video about it. So after I told her no, and I'm like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to hire a coach and work with her. But thanks anyway. I know you made a video. So you've been to Summit, correct? 
Oh, I've been to like five of their trips. I've been to a lot. But yeah, I went to Summit. Yeah, I think I remember you saying you went to Summit. You made a video about it recently. Did you ever watch um, the Beachbody Classic competitions at all? I didn't. But I have seen them like I would see all the girls in their bikinis and stuff like that. And I would see them at the section to like do what they needed to do. But I would never watch it. Okay, cool. Just curious. So, yeah, I knew that the classic was held at the summit every year. And I have a big problem with the Beachbody classic because I actually think it makes a huge mockery out of bodybuilding. So I've read the rule book. And I, I, you know, I did a lot of research within like the Beachbody oh. Classic. I did some research on Autumn and her competition history. It always annoyed me when people in Beachbody would say, well, Autumn was a bikini competitor. Therefore, she's credible. You can rely on her and do her countdown to competition plan, which is very, very restrictive. Not everybody needs to do that. And people say Autumn is a top bikini competitor. First of all, no, she's not. Autumn might have gotten nationally qualified, but she's no longer a nationally qualified bikini competitor. So I looked into her history. So she did compete in NPC competitions and she did get an overall in the novice category, but not in the open category. And I believe she placed first or second in an open category. I think it was like in 2015. So technically, yes, when you do place top two, back then it was top five. And then in 2018, they changed the rules. But she, long story short, she became nationally qualified but she never competed in a national competition to get her pro card she is not an ifbb pro competitor and even if you're an ifbb pro competitor you're still not a top competitor when i think of top competitor i think of those who are qualified for the olympia which actually happened this past weekend um, as we're recording this that's what i think of top bikini competitor Autumn competed for a couple years, and then I believe she retired in 2015. She doesn't even want to compete anymore. I even like found an article how she's kind of done with competing. So it really mm-hmm. annoys me when people will use their golden girl, Autumn, as, oh, she was a bikini competitor, therefore she knows what she's talking about. Mm, no, not necessarily, because she is not an IFBB pro. She's not an Olympian. She is retired. And I think she's absolutely obnoxious, but you know, that's a whole personal thing of mine, of course. But <laughs> anyways, I yes. think that's a problem. Yeah, that's a big problem is when you're in the MLM, you it's like you believe everything they tell you because why do your research? So you believe like, oh, this autumn is sent from heaven. Literally, they yeah. I feel like they think the CEO of Beachbody and Autumn are like God sent, like God sent yep. them to us type of thing. Yep. And it's like, no, you need to go out and do your own research because I actually did a video on Autumn too, because I reacted to one of her videos that she put up because it rubbed me the wrong way, which mm-hmm. that is a different topic. But she went into even talking about things like anorexia and like all of these crazy things that she's yeah. not qualified to do out. And being a psych major, <laughs> don't touch that realm, please and thank you. Yeah. So I did a video on her and I looked into her credentials and I was like, wow, she, she doesn't have what I thought she did. So that's why people need to start looking up. Like what is the past about this trainer? What has this trainer done? Like, I know they have a new trainer, right? What is his name on But he actually is amazing. If you look him up, he trains NBA players. He's the real deal when it comes to personal training, but you need to look at these people and not just like, believe this facade that the MLM has put on for you. And that's what they do with autumn. And I agree. She's kind of like their golden 
girl, as you would say, and, and they just believe everything that comes out of her mouth. Yeah, it's absolutely frustrating. And then back to the Beachbody classic really quick, and then we can move on from this topic. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. I will never shame anyone who wants to compete in any kind of bodybuilding competition. I will never judge anybody for wanting to do that because that should take guts and a lot of discipline. So even if it's something like the Beachbody classic, which is a joke of a competition in itself, I will never discredit the people who truly did work hard and did the diet to mm-hmm. you know, get up on there in a very skimpy bikini and strut their stuff. And so, you know, that's great. I will never, ever shame someone for doing that. My issue with the way that the woman prep, though, is that they rely on beach body plans. They don't hire a coach. You can't just coach yourself unless if you are a fitness expert, you absolutely understand how your body works. You basically, you, you know, nutrition in and out. And there are some people who do self-coach and they find results and that's great. And, but I also think if you're going to use a Beachbody program, the only way it's going to work is if you got the genetics to lose weight at home. And while I will say I had to work out at home this year due to the pandemic for my competition, I felt like it still affected my placing. And because I didn't have the gym to rely on to lift heavy, I used Mm -hmm. minimal equipment that I had. And, and I'm not saying it's not completely impossible to use a beach body program, but I don't recommend using beach body programs to prepare for any competition. Also, what a lot of people don't realize is that you have to pose, you need to learn how to pose. And just some yeah. of these women just were so unprepared with their competition. The fact that it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want. You can flex. This is, you don't flex when you're a bikini competitor. That is like something that classic physique, physique and bodybuilding do. Um, and figure has their own kind of competition. Another thing is when they compare, there's only a men's division and a women's division. There's no figure, women's bodybuilding, women's physique, bikini. It's just women's and men's. The women who are going to be maybe a little bit more muscular and might have a bigger, bulkier physique, you can't compare that kind of body to a woman who is in a bikini trying to do like the bikini division. So I think the judging is very unfair in itself and they don't do any kind of comparisons and call outs. And even other divisions besides the NPC still do things like this. And then I was like, okay, who's even judging this competition? And let me tell you, girl, I had to deep dive (laughs) who judged the classic last year. I found a YouTube video of like the parade of competitors. And so Carl had introduced the judges and I was listening to the names carefully. I'm like, okay, who are these people? Okay, let me do some research on them. So two are from Indiana. And one had competed, but she competed like like she placed okay. I mean, the other two guys, they've competed before and they've done NPC, but I don't think they're actually qualified to judge. He just said that they're NPC officials. I don't even know what that term means. Like, are they in charge of promoting? Are like, are they a promoter of like a yeah. certain NPC organization, or are they a judge? Like, what the fuck is an NPC official? So woman actually has her own MLM and I'm like, Oh, of course, not surprised, but yeah. Um, no. so, yeah. So just. <laughs> that is comical. That yeah. is great. Yeah. What so, the heck is her MLM? Like what is, what does she oh, sell? Gosh, I don't even remember, but it was fitness related and she oh, does. Her- 
coaching through it. Oh, it's a mess. And I'm just like, mm, makes sense that they got this person. Makes total sense. So, yeah, I mean, when you are a judge in the MPC, you actually have to take a special test to be qualified to judge. But I guess, you know, the, MP- the Beachbody Classic isn't an MPC thing, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. But I just think it's run unfairly. The people are judged unfairly. I have a whole lot of issues with it. But yeah, so I made I made a whole video about the Beachbody Classic and bikini prep because when I make my um, my own anti-MLM content, I make content that's relevant to me. So last week, I made a video about the Monate Huns shitting on OnlyFans because I also have OnlyFans. And I just that went guy. off. Did you see that video? I've like, seen not the my video. video not, not my video, but the Monate video. I've seen the video. I have been boiling on it. Okay. I've been sitting, I've been chilling, I've been hanging and I don't even know where to start because why are you bashing that? Okay. That is a legal site that like, there's just nothing about it that you need to be bashing. Like, why is this a topic that's even brought up that I've seen them doing that? And it is beyond frustrating that people would talk about that or even compare it like do not compare that to an mlm like someone paying for photos and stuff like why would you compare that it's a subscription model it's not the same thing like and people know what they're going for right when i open up someone's only fans right i'm gonna see you know sometimes you'll have like the little description or like people will be able to figure out what type of content exactly. you produce so maybe if i had one you know i would Personally, this personal pre- personal preference. If I did one, I probably wouldn't show all of me. Maybe I would do some That's cute fine. little, you know, cute little brownie photos, just some cute stuff. Yeah. But I would make sure my husband approved it, and they're going to know that that's what they're going to get. Yeah. So if someone paid to see that, even though you could probably see me do that at the pool, you're gonna pay for it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with someone paying for content. Like even yeah. for example, my Patreon. I have a Patreon. There's a description of what what you're going to get for it. People know what they're getting. They know they're getting two live streams a month to this, to that, and you pay. And then, you know, you know what you're getting. It's the same concept except for photos. So I don't get where they got this bright idea to -hmm. compare that. That frustrated me. So I need to watch your video on it. (laughs) I can send you the link to it um, when we're done with the call. But yeah, I just like I go off because I was just really offended. I made more, I make more money on my OnlyFans than I ever was in Beachbody. Do I make a lot of Do I make a lot of money off of it? No, but I've made close, I'll just say close to a thousand dollars within the past few months that I've been on it. And you know what? Hey, that's that great. is that's money, more money than I've ever made again doing Beachbody or any MLM for that matter. And I, I post what I'm comfortable with. And it's it's funny because the girl who, so my upline's upline, she sometimes on her Facebook, she'll post like really pretty pictures of her doing boudoir stuff. And I, I commented on her friend. I was like, so when can we get that OnlyFans link, girl? Um, you know, I was trying to like pep her up because I think she she does a lot of great posts on like being single and feminism, which is why I still follow her. Because like when she doesn't make Beachbody content, I really do like the other stuff that she posts. I think she's a really great person. And so eventually she DM'd me. And so she's like, oh, my God, like, tell me more about OnlyFans. Like, I don't think I could do it. I'm like, girl, the shit that you're posting now, you could totally monetize that. So that I was able to at least get her 
her started on OnlyFans. Um, and then she had just asked me how I'd been. And then, of course, she kind of brought up Beach Biden. And I, and I was able to kind of just deflect it and immediately try to change the conversation because it's like, girl, I love you, but we're not talking Beach Body here. So, yeah, exactly. but other- and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. There's nothing wrong if someone wants to do OnlyFans. Like, let that person yeah. do what they want to do. They're not scamming people. They're chilling. Okay. People are paying for something that they want to see. It's simple. Exactly. And you don't even have to do sex work. I tell people all the time. And even in the video, you do not have to do sex work on OnlyFans. Like you can sell whatever the fuck you want on it. If you are a chef and you want to sell recipes, do that. If you are a musician, you want to sell your music, do that. It does not have to be sex work at all. I think that people have the wrong impression of it is the problem. They just have the wrong impression. So for someone in an MLM to even compare the two is ludicrous. Okay. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't have even been spoken about. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that was a lot, but um, I am curious to know really quick, how did you get out of your MLM and did your upline try to convince you to come back at all? So my upline never tried to convince me. So this is a good story, you guys. So I actually just filmed a video today about this, like super in depth though, but I'll go over it a little bit. So when I was going to leave Beachbody, I had two friends like Christina and Alice, I'll say their names. I had Christina and Alice who were in Beachbody too. And they were like under my upline. So we were all on kind of like the same level because my upline recruited Mm -hmm. all of us. But I ended up becoming really close with them. So I reached out to them and they knew I was leaving. And I was like, how do I tell her? <laughs> how do I tell her? So I voice memo her like the six minute voice memo. I mean, heartfelt, loving, like, I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with you. Like, I just need to leave for me. Like, it's just not, Beachbody's not aligning with my goals and life goals. I didn't go into, huh, I've done my research. I think it's a scam. I found the income disclosure. Like, I've never gone into the actual research. I didn't even know what that was when I was in it. Meaning I didn't even know. And I doubt she knows what an income disclosure statement is. Like I never knew what that was either. So I didn't, I didn't tell her anything. And she writes back literally saying, well, it was a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, Who under you is going to stay? I'm like, girl, okay. So all that mattered was who's, you know, under me that's going to stay. And then out of the blue, she wanted to be like, Oh, and let's cut this. Let's cut this dry. Um, are you gonna pay me back the money you owe me? I was like, Wait, cut dry, what? girlfriend. I was like, cut dry. What is that supposed to mean? Like, I thought we were friends. We had known each other for two years. I went on about five trips with her. I was always messaging her. I would talk to her weekly. Mm-hmm. Like, she was someone who I expected to act this way. But at the same time, I was hoping maybe she would be like, okay, I see. It's not about me. You're just living Beachbody because you don't agree with it. And, like, it doesn't align with you. And that it would end there. But then she wants to talk about how I owe her money. And I'm like, girlfriend, where do I owe you money? So we actually went on a retreat about four months earlier. And for that retreat, I actually was the one to calculate all of the money. So I found the Airbnb. So I knew how much the Airbnb costs. I did all of the money beforehand. And I knew how much I had to pay her because she put everything on her credit card, which was awesome. Thanks, girl. Because she got rewards for her credit cards. She was like, I want to put everything on my credit card. So I literally paid her $800 because that's what I calculated. Now, if my calculations were incorrect, Deanna is the math whiz. Okay. My, they weren't wrong. I was like, I responded to her very hurt. I was like, one, uh, uh, thanks for being my friend. Like that was the way you're going to react to me leaving. Let's cut dry. And two, now I think you're trying to scam me. So where's the proof? All I asked for 
was show me a, a bank statement. Show me how much money was actually, that's not hard to get. You log into your thing, you got your bank statement, you give me the proof because why four months later are you asking me about this? Yeah. So I even messaged my friend Christina because she also had to pay the up our upline back for the retreat. And Christina looked at me like, Deanna, that doesn't sound right. Like she, that sounds sketchy. I would ask for bank statements or something like ask for proof before you send her $400 that she said I owed her. So I was like, oh, this is BS. And here's where I get mad. So I respond to her like very angry and I'm validated in that. Okay. With how she responded to me after a six minute heartfelt voice memo. So I respond back and I'm like, Oh, now I know you're only in it for the money because you just asked for my who's staying in my downline. You say nothing about me as a human, like you don't care about me and you want to cut things dry. So why don't you show me the proof? Because now I feel like you're trying to scam me. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh, money, girlfriend, you made enough money off of me. Why are you trying to like get at me? So then she yeah. came back like she kind of came back emotional. So she came back with a voice. I'm like, oh, you know, now you don't have to pay me back. Um, okay. So she's like, you don't have to pay me back because. I don't want you to feel that way. And I'm like, oh, so now my feelings matter. Or did you not want to show me proof of the stuff that I owe you? So then she was like, oh, it just feels like you're cheating on me. Like a boyfriend cheats on their girlfriend. I was like, what? What? I'm cheating on you? She's like, I can't be friends with someone who doesn't agree with the career path I choose because she's a nurse. And she actually recently quit, I think, her nursing job to be Beachbody full time. So she's still a Beachbody coach. And I was like, oh, I'm done with you. Like, now you're coming back emotional. Now you want to act like the victim. So then I, being Deanna, the not mean side of me, (laughs) I was like, okay, let me just apologize. Maybe I took things wrong. But in the back of my mind, I was like, if I apologize, this ends. You know, this could just end right here, right now. I could be an adult. So I wanted to be the bigger person. And I apologized. I was like, you know, something I said came off wrong. I am hurt by the way you reacted. And if you're hurt by me leaving, you know, I validate that experience, whatever, but like I'm hurt because of X, Y, Z. So she responded back like, Oh, okay. I understand. Like, uh, you know, I'm sorry if things came off wrong too. So I was like, yeah, you know, te-, and I start laughing like, yeah, you know, text message can sometimes be wrong, but we're voice yeah. memoing voice memos ain't wrong. <laughs> That's like, you're hearing the actual person's voice. So then at that point we ended our conversation and my friend Alice, the one who is still in the MLM, I'm her friend. I'm a hype woman for everybody. If you have me on Instagram, I'm commenting on all your photos when I see them. So yeah. I commented on Alice's photo like a couple of days later. And at this point, I thought me and my upline were cool. You know, we ended things off. I apologize for if I sounded mean <coughs> or something like that. So Alice sends me a screenshot of her and my upline's text messages. And apparently my upline screenshotted Allison's Instagram post where I commented and says, are you friends with Deanna? And Alice was like, uh, yes, ma'am. That is my friend. We are really good friends. We talk every day. She was like, I, I can't be friends with you if you're going to be friends with her. What? And Alice was like, yes, Alice was like, uh, you can't control who I'm friends with and who I'm not friends with. So you're going to have to uh-huh. go. Okay. Because Deanna's my friend point blank. So she could not come back to me at this point. Like she has never come back to me because she thought we ended things right. She does that, which now I know she's going around talking about me. If I comment on anybody's post that's in Beachbody still that she knows, she's just going to message them and be like, uh, you can't be friends with her. So she's acting like a high school girl when she's literally like 30 years old girlfriend. Come on, yeah. you're 30 years old. 
I'm way younger than you and I'm acting like the bigger person. Yeah. And then after this, she, I got like more screenshots from somebody else where she had told, and I call them her little minions. She told her little yeah. minions <laughs> to essentially like stalk me. Cause at this point it was like a couple weeks later, I started posting anti MLM content, but I started off with my story. I started off talking about like my experience in Beachbody and like why I quit. I also had a video with me and my husband where he gave his perspective on how it was being a spouse with someone who was in an MLM. So that's like a really yeah. cool video. So yeah. I started off with things like that. And she had her little minions like request me on Facebook, which is where I would share all of my videos. And they started apparently screenshotting things and sending it to her. So being like this person who would go back and forth. And once I found that out, I blocked them on my Facebook. So I was like, I don't need you on my Facebook, like stalking yeah. me all of the time. Yeah. And then she blocks me on Instagram because I wasn't going to block her. I was like, girlfriend, you can see everything I do. <laughs> I don't care because I'm not going to talk bad about you. No one's going to know your name. No, you're never going to be on my YouTube channel. Like I'm never going to cross those lines. Like we ended it and I just am ending it there type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, she never came back. I think she went too far for her to come back and like try and have any sort of relationship at that point because she wanted to end, you know, I ended things pretty good. So I thought we were like, okay, I never have to deal with her again. I never want to be her friend. Like I mm -hmm. knew at that point she was pretty fake, unfortunately, yeah. after two years, of, like, you know, being friends, like I was the first one to know she was pregnant with her first child. Like I was pretty close with this girl. Yeah. So that's kind of how everything ended until this day. She has me blocked and I blocked her phone number because I was like, oh, no, if you want to block me on Instagram, you're not going to be able to ever text me again. Like, you don't need to have my number type of thing. So, yeah, that was like our relationship and how it unfortunately ended. That's so shitty. Um, how did yeah. you how did she find you? Were you a Facebook social media recruit or did you know her before? I was on Instagram. So I'm like, okay. was a mostly Instagram person. I had a Facebook from, you know, forever ago when I was like a little girl, <laughs> I had a Facebook account, but no, she got me definitely on Instagram, but she held like her information sessions on Facebook. So she would like send you a link okay. to her Facebook and that's where you would get like all of the information. But yeah. We didn't know each other before. We just got really close because I okay. was someone in her downline that, uh, like I would say I did the most for her. Like I was one of the five people who made her the most money type of thing. Yeah. So I always helped her get her ranks. I always helped her rank advance. I think she, I helped her hit elite her first year and hit five star diamond. Then I helped her her second year hit six star diamond and elite again for the second year. So I was definitely one of those people who helped her. So I don't know, maybe she felt like I backstabbed her apparently because she, she said I, it felt like I cheated on her. <laughs> Like a boyfriend cheats on their girlfriend. Yeah. Like, what kind of comparison is this? Yeah. Like, we're just so sad. Yeah. yeah. So that's our relationship. I'm so sorry that was your case. I know it's crazy because I feel like I'm like a rare situation where my beach body upline wasn't very toxic like most of them are. I mean, mine was with somebody who, you know, I felt like who could trust me. Yeah, she like really crossed some boundaries with me once I left and there were some things that she said to me that I didn't, you know, like, but I will say she is out of beach body. Her and her friends started Heck together. Yeah. Her and her friends started together. And this girl, this girl also went to high school with me. I never met her until we did the, we did beach body, but like, we're all still Facebook friends. And so 
she actually reached out. She goes, Hey, I'm coming to San Francisco. I was wondering if you want to hang out. I was like, yes, girl, like we can totally like, hang out. So I was out of beach body. She was still in and, you know, we yeah. were talking and I asked her and I was like, do you see yourself doing this forever? And she said, I don't know. I want, like, I'm still kind of just trying to figure my life out. And, you know, I think that's something that she would never really open up to on social media because she was like, oh, beach body. It was nice to hear, honestly. Now both my upline and that girl, they have their own kind of like coaching stuff. Like they're both life coaches. And I think some of the coaching aspect of beach body, like I get, cause it's like, you really want to help people, but you're not certified to do that. But so they got in special certifications. They launched their own businesses that are both entrepreneurs. And I'm like, that's great. That shit I support. And I'm glad to yeah. see that you're being a life coach. You're trying to help people become more positive and happier in their lives. But I did experience a little bit of toxic positivity from my upline, but I will, I will say that I am grateful that my situation was not as hostile as other people. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that are more so on the bottom of the totem pole or bottom of the pyramid, we shall say, they don't even realize that they're doing it. Like this girl probably didn't even realize that she was being toxic or having toxic positivity and doing those things. She was probably just doing, you know, what she was taught to do, which is why I feel if I ever talk about individuals, I'm very compassionate. I cry in like half my YouTube videos. Like, let's just be honest about me. I get so emotional because I feel for these people because yeah. I know most of them are not sitting here trying to scam and hurt people. They are just trying and really believing that they can help somebody in this MLM. And that's where I was. Like I thought for two years <laughs> that I was just like going to be able to help people. I thought we could all be successful. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't even know what the FTC was. Okay. That's how much <laughs> of business I did not yeah. know. So I feel like if you're young or even people who are older who don't know what the FTC is or don't know what to look for, you honestly just think you're helping people. and it's unfortunate, but it's amazing that those girls went and did their own thing. And I feel like that is something I give to MLMs is they will light a fire under people to go do something else, to go start their own business. Like for me, I was told in Beachbody by my uplines upline, which they like to call grandma upline. It's kind of creepy, but my uplines upline actually has a YouTube channel, very successful over 200,000 people. She does lifestyle content oh, interesting. and she, yeah, you'll have to send me the name of this person. I, now I'm curious. Oh yeah, I have to. So she actually would always say like, you know, people can't be that successful on YouTube. It takes so much work and so much effort. You might as well do this MLM. Like you won't be successful. So for years, I've been wanting to do YouTube for probably I would say like five years. I've been just wanting to do it. And finally, towards my end of the time in Beachbody, I was like, you know what? F this. I'm doing YouTube. So I started off my channel with lifestyle content and everything like that. And then I added MLM content when I really had a passion for like helping people get the heck out of them yeah. and getting information. But I feel like that even kind of pushed me towards it to hear her say like, you can't do it. You can't do it. I was like, okay, watch me. And then I went and did my own YouTube channel. And I know people who I actually know someone who's a life coach. Now I know people, two people who went and got certified for personal training. I know someone else who started a blog about eating disorders and talks yeah. about her own experience with them. So I feel like a lot of the times the MLM can kind of push you 
to do it, no matter, you know, if you got suckered in for a year, two years, or just four months, you end up kind of wanting your own thing. Even though when you were in, that was a very toxic thing. I think it does push people to figure out what's your passion? Like, what really do you love doing? And that's what I really found like my passion for YouTube and why I started doing it and how much I love talking to the camera and doing things like that. So, I mean, I guess I can give that to the MLMs, but yeah, <laughs> that's all the that's all they're getting for me is they do push people to find what they're passionate about. Yeah, totally. And then what year did you start doing anti MLM content? I started doing that this year, actually okay. 2020. So I started my channel on my birthday. I was like, Deanna, you are doing it on my birthday in 2019. So from October of 2019 to like May, I would say I was doing all lifestyle content. And then May, I really honed in because just talking about MLMs got me so passionate. And now I'm finally adding lifestyle content back because I figured out my balance of like, okay, I'm passionate about both. How can I balance both of them in? So yeah, I've been doing YouTube for like over a year now, but MLM content was around May of 2020, or I should say anti MLM content. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think again, 2020 is definitely like, sorry, the sun is like in my eye, but <laughs> the um, anti MLM movement on YouTube, I feel like it really picked up in 2020. I don't know wh why and how it became the year of anti MLM content. My first anti MLM video that I stumbled upon was Kiki Chanel. And I know she was one of the first people you stumbled upon it too. But I remember I was doing cardio um, late 2019. And I stumbled across Kiki's video or Kylie, her name's her real name's Kylie, but Kylie's video. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. I used to be part of one. And so I was just curious to see what she had to say. And I was just laughing. And I was like, This is great. Oh, my God. I love wow. how spicy she is. So yeah, I and then to hers when I was in Beachbody still. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just went down a huge rabbit hole of anti MLM content this year. And I still watch the videos because it's just a very fascinating topic, in my opinion. There's so many different things you can talk about and MLMs you can dive into and just so many aspects. So I will agree 2020 was the year because I never even search for anti MLM stuff because I didn't know that was a thing. When I was did I. But I had a friend who reshared Kiki Chanel and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. But this was already the time where I was like, okay, kind of second guessing some things like, is this going to work for me? Like, I'm not really seeing success, but I didn't really still research anything. And Kiki was the one who got me to finally like, okay, Deanna, you need to go out and like, what is an income disclosure? What is she talking about? I had no clue what that was. And then I did start seeing a lot more people like I feel 2020, I don't know what it did. It like liberated us. Like it made us feel like, you know, we could speak up about how we were feeling or speak up about the things that have happened to us. So I feel like that's been really cool. I get videos all the time where people will send me like a video of them, you know, and they'll be like, oh, I just uploaded my experience. I think it's really cool. But I also think maybe the pandemic had something to do with it. Maybe people got so fed up yeah, at watching maybe. individuals take advantage of people in this pandemic because that's when I seen the uproar like that's when I really seen everybody talking about MLMs because they yeah. were seeing how shady they were and how manipulative yeah. they were in a time that people were sick of being manipulated like we're in a pandemic come on you don't need to be doing that so I think that that may have had something to do with it and now it's just a big big topic that I'm so happy is just growing because the more people we get talking about it, the more news articles, the more podcasts like this and 
just the more we can get the word out, I think is going to do really good things, especially for the newer generations. I feel like the newer generations are tech savvy. You know, we have Gen Z millennials. We are people who are on the internet all the time. So yeah. hoping that, you know, something gets reshared. Like for me, something yeah. got reshared, I watched it. And that's how I found my information. So maybe it will help a lot of the younger individuals who are, you know, 18 or not even 18 yet or 19, 20, like people in their early 20s not get suckered in because they have access to so many things nowadays where back then what you had like the Mary Kay parties and Avon oh where you didn't have social media. Like you didn't have, clearly people knew about MLMs, but you didn't have a way to really just get on Google and say, oh, uh, can I get information about this? No, yeah. you'd have to just listen to your friend who's selling Mary Kay and doing parties in your house and then you would do it too. So now yeah. I feel like it's just information is more like people can access information more, which is great. Yeah. So let's talk about that really quick. Cause I know we are having so much fun right now, but um, to, yeah. I guess to wrap this up, let's just talk about being a victim customer of MLM. So I will say for me, college is where it was Ooh. so big. So I did, so like, I didn't do any, I like, I bought stuff. So I still have my Mary Kay foundation brush. Here it is. Um, it's not the best. It's kind of streaky, but whatever. I still have it. I also stopped using Mary Kay's products because they're not even cruelty free and I only use cruelty free stuff, but I didn't have too much of an issue with Mary Kay. I thought some of their, I like their lip stuff, but their eye stuff was just garbage. So Mary Kay was a big one. And I was also in a sorority. So my sorority was like a huge victim to being a target of a bunch of parties. So there was Mary Kay and then pure romance. Oh my Yikes. God. I don't Yikes. know if you were ever exposed to pure romance, but sex positive me who loves sex toys thought that this was going to be so fun. So we gathered like a bunch of like the women who are more comfortable with stuff like this. Cause I understand like not everyone's going to be comfortable with sex toys and lingerie and bondage stuff. So we, you know, we would all dress up in lingerie and we would have a presentation. We would make, we'd have drinks, we'd have some snacks and we just all sit around in our lingerie. God, I sound like a stereotypical movie about sororities right now, but like, this is, this is something that we did. We thought it was fun to learn more about all the different toys. And then we bought them in as terrible as it is to say, those parties were kind of fun. And, but I have to say after being a pure romance customer for a couple of years, when I was in college, their toys, garbage, the lube, garbage. It smells terrible. It goes bad. Don't buy pure romance. Don't do it. Don't, don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so much money. Those, so those were your like main experiences with MLMs prior to yeah. So, and then Plexus and it works. I tried, it works. That didn't work. Um, waste of money. Trash. Trash. Plexus. Plex, the pink drink actually didn't taste that bad. I did not mind the taste of it. Didn't do anything. But yeah, I'd say <laughs> Mary Kay, Mary Kay and um, Pure Romance were the two big ones that I frequently brought I've got products from and now I won't touch any of that stuff anymore. That's so funny. So for me, I didn't really have many. So as a kid, I can recall my 
mom's friends having parties at our house. Like everything would kind of happen as at our house as a kid. Like we were just mm-hmm. that family that we opened the house to everyone. So I remember where my mom, I would be with her because I was a little girl. I was her only girl. Like I would do, do makeup, I would steal her makeup. I was like that person, that little, little girl who wants to be a woman already. Yeah. And I would just see my mom by Mary Kay. And that was such a common thing back my then. My mom though. loved Mary Kay. It's all she used it to was, wear. It was so common because actually, you know, 10 plus years ago, there wasn't all this drugstore brands and all of these brands you can go out and buy as there is now. So that was like the only experience I had as a little kid. But then I came across something on my Facebook account recently that shook me to the core. So I have two godmothers and one of them was visiting because she lives in California. She was visiting us in Florida and I have to be like 11, 12 in this photo i need to find the photo again and in my caption it says oh what does it say exactly it says oh doing p90x with my godmother you know like deanna you were doing p90x with your godmother 10 years ago and i didn't even know so apparently i was doing beach body programs <laughs> with my godmother back in the day so that was like the other experience but clearly i was a kid like i didn't know about it and yeah. then i never had any experiences up until Beachbody, like up until I commented on my uplines post and she sent me this information session. And at the time I didn't know it was an MLM. Like when I was in that information session, she said nothing about the word Beachbody. She yep. just gave me information. Oh yeah, they love it. So they all they did was this three day information session. The first day you would learn about the coach. So you would learn, you know, I learned about my upline. Day two would be like a little video of, program so she would say oh what we do as coaches is we do our own workout programs but we give you access to them i didn't know to look up p90x you know when she showed me the workout program so she just showed the workout programs like meal plans you can get on your own fitness journey and all of that and then day three was the last day so you're already invested right you're in this three-day information session and then she talks about the money she's like oh this is a business and before that she wasn't talking about that but day three, she'd be like, this is a business. You have to invest in the products. And that made sense. So four months go by and I sign up. But nowhere in that did she say, I'm a Beachbody coach. We're independent contractors. Like we work for Beachbody. Like none of that was brought into yeah. it. So I never looked up Beachbody still. And that's the problem is they're so quiet. That's why they don't show the brand names when they're showing their pre-workouts, when they're showing products to, or that they're using, they don't tell you what it is. Or even if they're doing a workout program, I've seen the top coaches in their stories. I literally have screenshots on my phone of it where the top coaches are like, Oh, my program, what questions do you have about the program I'm doing? It's like, girlfriend, it's not your program. Like it is Beachbody's program. It has nothing to do with you, girl. Nothing. And that's the thing is they're so quiet about it. So I didn't even think to Google it. The only thing I did do was like text my husband, like, oh, I'm thinking of joining this thing. I can make some money. He was like, uh, what you're describing sounds like a pyramid scheme, but okay, babe, <laughs> whatever you want to do. I just don't want you to get scammed. That's what yeah. he said. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get scammed. And lo and behold, I signed up for Beachbody without like even knowing what Beachbody was or doing my own research, which is the sad thing. Most people don't. Yeah. It's such a shame, but I I'm glad you got out. At least I know it took you probably a lot longer than it took me, but 
yeah, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just ugh, MLMs are the fucking worst. I think this is probably a good place to wrap up. I, we talked about so much and I loved learning a lot more things about your journey and just all the crazy shit that we put up with in Beachbody. And I am so happy that I had you on. This has been such a fun conversation, but an important one that hopefully will influence people to not join an MLM. I really hope so. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Absolutely. So if case um, people are interested in finding you, um, what are your handles in your channel? So my channels, my first and last name. So Deanna, and it's hard to spell D-E-A-N-N-A, last name Mims, M-I-M-S. If you honestly just Google that name, you will find me. Trust me, I Google myself now. <laughs> I'm like, what can, I, what can I see about myself on the internet today? Who's talking crap today? So yeah, all you have to do is Google it and you will be able to find both Instagram and YouTube on that name. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then guys, in case you're interested in um, sharing your shameless unapologetic experience, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.